Okay. Hey guys, welcome to the School of Thought, where you are made smarter in 30 minutes or less. And welcome to today's episode. I'm super excited because this episode can actually pass for an MBA in 30 minutes. And today we're going to be looking at the topic, becoming a disruptive innovator. And this is more like the guidelines for outliers. And to be honest with you, if you don't want to, um, or if you, if you don't want to be a mediocre, right this is the this is the episode for you if you're daring and ready to reinvent yourself your business enterprise then i would advise that you get a paper and a pen because this episode is going to blow your mind right and before i go over into the episode in details i have the pleasure of sitting down with Izu. he's one of the most phenomenal individuals that i've ever come across and if you listen to him long enough i can assure you i promise that you know an improved version of you would emerge really this is something that i've experienced personally and if you also listen to him closely i like to say this jokingly you will notice where i learned some of the things that i say you know how i say some things you will you will notice where i learned it from so who is Izo? Izo is a management and business consultant is the lead strategist at xavier xavier is a company that offers professional services that's in enterprise corporate planning branding business strategy and human capital development he's also a graduate of mathematics with two mbas with over a decade of experience you know working with startups and big businesses and he's also a certified member of the Institute of Strategic Management of Nigeria. He's an authority in enterprise development, and he has interacted with over 5,000 top-level professionals in the last few years. And I would like to also mention that he's the founder of Foundation 360 and the Potter's Lounge, right? And he hosts and facilitates at the Xavier Masterclass, an intensive nine-hour class on business, brand, strategy, and project management. And I think this is really where my journey to core personal development started from after that session mr Izu, thank you so much for agreeing to do this with me how are you doing today <laughs> very well very well super excited i'm proud of what you're becoming i'm mm. proud of what you're becoming and we can't wait to see to see the outcome of that in the next few years you, thank are, you. you are about to create the most mastermind groups thank you thank you so much um so uh, i wanted us to do this today because i know that you are also an authority in this field and over the years we've seen this topic disruptive innovation it has become a popular business lexicon you know and we see it there's been a dramatic growth in the number of consultants who use it conferences articles people have they've been using these phrases over the last few years and even the media and it's only few, just few people understand what it actually means. And that will lead, you know, to my first question. Can you make sense of this buzzword for us and help us understand what disruptive innovation is all about? And how then can we approach it in practical terms? Okay, so I, I just make it simple by using um, synonyms, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and two word synonyms. Um, disruptive innovation, two words, disruptive innovation, mm. synonym, two words, creative destruction. I think it's creative destruction. That's why I like to see it. Mm. Basically creating um, something out of destroying something else, mm. right? Um, and I, I like to say that every single 10 years, the world sort of resets itself. Something dies for something else to be born, you know? So mm. infrared died for Bluetooth to be born, you know, mm. fax machines died for emails to be born mm. at any given point there's always going to be something dying for something else right mm. so every time there's a loss 
there's a win somewhere, right? I, I personally feel like I'm not sure there's any um still hypothesis and hypothetically speaking. I feel like every time someone dies, someone is born mm. somewhere. I've always felt that way. So it's really about creative destruction, right? Um, mm. game changing, right? Mm. Um so you're either being destroyed or someone is you're either being destroyed, mm. right? Or you're destroying someone. And that's just how the whole yeah. Darwin's theories goes. So for me, destructive innovation is basically how can an old thing be destroyed so that a better one can be born. But for it to be better, it doesn't necessarily have to be that you just talk about quality. Yeah. It has to also be cheaper. So you see, there are different types of innovation. Innovation itself is just a, a synonym for the word improvement, right? Okay. But so why innovation is a word for improvement, getting better, mm. right? Now, there are now different types of innovation. Right. So don't mistake the word innovation for disruptive innovation. There is just one type of innovation that is disruptive innovation. So while innovation generally is about getting better, okay. disruptive innovation is making sure it's not just better, but it's cheaper than the old one. Because here's the thing, um, a, 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 a Camry is better than a Corolla. Right, the hmm. However, Camry is more expensive than the Corolla. True. Right, so Honda has a Honda Accord and then a Honda Civic. And Accord relatively is better in terms of design, performance. But guess what? Hmm. The, the, the Honda Accord is actually more expensive than Corolla. So even though we can say that the Honda Accord is more innovative mm-hmm. than, than the Civic, we cannot say that the Honda Accord is disruptively more innovative because of the keyword cheaper. It is not cheaper, so it's not disruptive innovation. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about brands that are innovative, we necessarily say that not all innovative brands are disruptively innovative. As long as the newer ones are not cheaper than the older ones, mm-hmm. right? It's not disruptive. I'll give you an example. We make this mistake all the time. We can't say that an iPhone or an Apple is a disruptive innovator. Wow. Because and, and <laughs> even though everybody knows that uh, the word innovation is likened to Steve Jobs, like yes. to Apple, it's mm. just the word innovation, but not disruptive. Not disruptive. You know why? Now the smartphone market, the iPhone is not cheaper. Sure. Right. So mm. if you understand, it, we can even say that a Techno or an Infinix is a more disruptive, disruptive brand. brand. Wow. Than because it's actually serving in market now, but cheaper mm. right so and, and i give a particular example of a lot of this right um brands that we can relate with uber is disruptively innovative because mm. if you think about it right in most cities the uber is cheaper than, than the taxi. the taxi yes that makes it so it's better first of all of course it's more comfortable being than an uber mm. it's more prestigious being than an uber than being in a yellow cab but then if it's now more cheaper mm. if it's now cheaper what it means is that it's um it's not disruptively innovative, right? Mm. And using the word more cheaper, there's really no word that more cheaper. So it's cheaper, right? Mm. So practically speaking again would be a Evernote, right? I, I I'm I'm big in writing, I write a lot, right? Mm. I use an of a big jotter every single month. Right. Mm. But guess what? Ever since I found out Evernote, Evernote subscription to write and the good thing about jotters is Evernote write Jetta. Sometimes you forget your Jetta, you lose your Jetta, you lose all the content there. Absolutely. You can't lose your Evernote, right? Because, matter of fact, you log into a new phone, you log in, it brings you all integrate your... integrated. Hmm. Uh, I have over uh, 1,900 content on my Evernote. Wow. So that's <laughs> right. Um, I'll give another example, Google Map, right? Mm-hmm. Google Map is a cheaper alternative than carrying a map. True. It's easier. So the key word for disruption is it has to be easier. Easier. Than is competitor or mm. its former 
You have to be better and it has to be cheaper. If you don't satisfy okay. those people, the chances are that it's not. So whether you're talking Evernote, you're talking Uber, you're talking Google Map, matter of fact, like good example I like to use even Netflix. Hmm. It's way cheaper to watch a movie on Netflix than to go to the cinema. True. Very true. So and it's better, it's more convenient. <laughs> more convenient. Right. right. So, so you see Netflix is the destruction of its brand. Hmm. To a large extent, to a large extent, Wikipedia is because Wikipedia killed and if you notice each of these brands I'm calling killed hmm. something for them to be born. So it's very destruction, right? Mm-hmm. So Uber killed the yellow cabs yes. in major cities. Evernote killed Jotters, mm. Google Map killed Atlas. Yes. Right. Atlas used to be one thing in Georgia. But before <laughs> Google Map, if you needed to understand map reading you have to at least have a basic knowledge of geography exactly the ss3 you don't have knowledge of geography it's easy to understand you don't need the manual mm. when you download the google map you just look at it long enough to understand how it works yes right <laughs> the same way netflix killed um blockbusters and mm. you walking next uh, across the street to rent a movie yes. right so you see it's really about killing something it's really about mm. said, destruction but mm. it's creative destruction which is sort mm. of like um it's almost like a, an irony, creative and destruction and in destruction. one word, right? But that's really what it is. Um, um, so that's hmm. really what the innovation is. Okay, thank you so much for that clarification. Because I also think one of the first things that come to mind is sophistication. So when we think about disruptive innovation, we think about sophisticated brands. And of course, sophistication comes with price. So looking at the Apple, it's pricey looking at you know the the premium cars premium brands so and i think this would save a lot of us from you know when we think about disruptive innovation even for our businesses it will save us from thinking we have to also you know think about something very costly so this is like a deliverance session even for me i've never really seen it from that light of you know cheaper Mm-hmm. Sophistication, the opposite of sophistication sometimes almost is. Yes. Right. Yes, so the more yes. complex it is, if it's complex to use, it's probably not. It's probably not disruptive. Hmm. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> okay, so taking a cue from what you've said. And I think this is um, this concept, disruptive innovation, creativity, seem to be used more in businesses and organizations. And this is really what companies should think about, right? I don't know if we can bring this home, you know, in terms of Nigerian brands. I've not been seeing more of, of course, we've been trying over the last few years. We have brands like, you know, Jobberman coming out of, you know, experiences of people and then moving into the space of creating something that is totally different, right? Uh, so I wanted to, I wanted to find out if being cheaper also we see it as being inferior i don't know if you can just shed more light a bit on that it was something that just came up being cheaper is seen as being inferior look looking at techno you know you mentioned something about techno i think techno is actually a cheaper brand i would rather go for something like a samsung you know or like an iphone than a techno because i think it's inferior right can you do a bit of a deliverance also in that thought pattern you know, mm. associating inferior, um, cheaper items to infi- inferior, yes. Mm. Maybe the word will not be cheap, the word will be efficient. And I think, Mama, this is just by the side. I think Nigerian businesses and SME should stop using the word cheap to describe themselves. Hmm. Well, I'm cheaper, you know, buy me, I'm cheap. It's a price war. <laughs> yeah, 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 you don't, don't let people call you cheap. Maybe hmm. say you're efficient. Hmm. So I'd say that if under. Um, a Honda is an efficient car, hmm. right? A Kia is an efficient car. Hmm. But here's the thing: there's still people that need to crack the code. But the reality is, truth is, um, 
Um, the triple concept of project management shows that, that once a price is cheap, there's most likely a compromise on either quality. Quality, okay. yes, mm. for most of the time. But there's an exception, and that exception is what really makes it disruptive. Mm. A really, truly German brand is cheaper, but doesn't exactly mean that it's lesser quality. Mm. Let me bring this home. Mm. Right, GT Bank. Mm. GT Bank, in more, a lot of ways, I'd say, is a more is a cheaper brand, especially if you think about how GT came into the market. Hmm. Maybe not now GT, I'm talking about the, the, you know, um, the GT the, of before. The Priyadaje, <laughs> Priyadaje, Adela GT. Hmm. Maybe the Adela Uroko um, GT. Hmm. Later, Adela Uroko, the founder. What you find out was when people were spending, taking as much as 10,000 10, to open an account, 100,000. Yes. I remember that number for any bank had almost 100,000 Naira. Opening an account. <laughs> Then you could still open a GT account with 1,000 there. Mm. Right? So GT would be considered a bit of a cheaper brand at that point, using mm. Nigerian term cheaper. Mm. Rarity is an efficient brand because what they had learned was back office had learned how to reduce costs. Mm-hmm. So because they could reduce costs, they could now reduce their selling price. Right? Mm-hmm. And they still do that to tomorrow. still a more efficient um, brand because, first of all, I think they have. Considering the number of population they have, they mm. have the largest, I think, probably the largest client base. Mm-hmm. But they don't exactly have the largest number of, of branch network. Right? Mm. It means that they learned how to crack the code of more people must not need more branch because mm. they went fast into digital automation. Um, true. Way before now. You true. Know? So, GT is a good example of a disruptive brand. Mm. You know, they killed a lot of competition. Right, a lot of computers simply by providing cheaper alternatives to their mm. customers, mm. and it's actually easier to use. Yes, you know, it is so efficient. Why it's, why it's, it's easy. Mm. Yeah, the app, and this is not a paid sponsor. Yeah, we know, <laughs> but 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 we are using case studies because yeah. that brings it back home. Mm-hmm. Right, so we, we have that right, and it is shocked that a lot of other brands are able to do that. I'll give another example: Airpiece. Mm-hmm. Airpiece is came as came lower than the market average in terms of pricing. Hmm. But Airpiece has going to show that it can provide an Arabic experience with a Ghana price. Price, true. Right. Bridging and the gap. It's <laughs> it, it, it experience is good, right? I mean they've grown. So that's really a good idea. Matter of fact, the time the I, I suspect that the time a Airpiece came into the industry, they were not exactly trying to take Arabic clients. They were hmm. actually trying to take Chisco and ABC's clients. Hmm. The people right, who so were using road transport. Buses. It was almost mm. luxury bus price, but um, <laughs> two feet above sea level experience. Yeah. Right. So uh, that's a disruptively innovative brand, and I think there's an opportunity. So you see, in those examples, you find out another consistent trend. Hmm. It's a game of the underdog. True. Hmm. Rarely do you have big brands become disruptive innovative. Usually, one guy that is not noticed from somewhere. Mm. So the classic <laughs> example is David and Goliath. You would have to be a David mm. to be short in a mission. I know Goliath was a big dog, mm-hmm. a big guy, right? The guy who everybody was in the way, the guy who had trouble the whole place that's popular. Mm. It's always been that guy that comes and they usually come to an uncontested marketplace. True. True. Right. So you see there's an uncontested mm. marketplace. So a lot of people don't realize that. And I like to I like to use an example, right? Mm. If I'm to sell Suya, I will sell Suya in the morning. Because that's an uncontested market. Absolutely. In, in the morning. I don't know why. I've got to research. Same here. I don't know. Money don't sell here in the morning. That's the disruptive innovative idea. Because mm. they try to create our uncontested market. They try to make it easier for me to buy here. You don't have to wait till, till night time. Right? True. Right? And then it might even be cheaper. 
mm. right? Because mm. there's no competition. Remember when you're monopolistic, you literally can pay with pricing. Absolutely. Right? You have higher demand. So I, I mm. sort of that there's not So let's all listen it's going to be the Netflix, Google, mm. even around us, the people who are doing that. I mm. always ask this all the time. Why don't you have Christian nightclubs? Just creating a contested market is mm. right. They're making sure that it's a better alternative, it's a cheaper alternative. alternative. Right. And it's easier. And, mm. and it's easier, right? And, and, Whoa. and right. And so that's pretty much what it is. On in terms of personal example, right? Yes. Nathaniel Bassi. Mm-hmm. It's a good example of what she did with the Alilia challenge. Absolutely. That for me, that was a nice video without mm. having to leave your house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was convenient. That was easier. That Absolutely. was cheaper. And people realize that there's a price element in nice video. Mm. You're going to spend transport. You're going to of spend your inconvenience. Exactly. You're probably going to still put offering and tight. Exactly. <laughs> and, and it was an uncontested marketplace. It was At that time. Yes. You find like your food can be like joining absolutely. Join. So, so 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 that's really what it says. You have hmm. to be able to remember these keywords. Hmm. Is it cheaper? Is it better? Better? Is, is it, it quicker? Hmm. Right? Is it more exciting? Hmm. Right? Is it more convenient? And then more important, does it expose you to a brand new market that is not contested by current competitors? Hmm. But neglected people neglect a lot of markets. Hmm. People neglect a lot of markets. Maybe they don't think the market is big enough. True. When you look at the, the figures, and I had this discussion with um, someone of recent about how what one of our clients rough and tumble, and mm. how rough and tumble did something really interesting. When everybody was going to clothing, they mm. took a small contested market, which was children's clothing. There's still mm. no brand after rough and tumble mm. that is concentrated on children's clothing, that is that is popular, mm-hmm. right? And I'm thinking, right? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, matter of fact, I was having a question with my wife. I have a pregnant wife mm. who I, I noticed she sort of struggles with trying to get. Like good clothes for, for babies. Maternity. Oh, maternity. maternity hmm. And I realized that there's no brand. There's no brand standing out for that purpose. Maternity. But guess what hmm. the figures are telling us? There are way. Hmm. There is at least at least ten million pregnant women every year. Hmm. That market is huge to build a brand. Oh my. Oh my. So when I'm talking to somebody here, hmm. right? Because pregnant women want to sleep too. Of course. Right. Hmm. This is this is like a business idea for someone right now. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure. Really yeah. Hmm. Yeah. This is amazing, and I'm sure if we have smart people actually listening, and with the resources or with the right business model, I'm sure that from what you said, they're already getting ideas on what markets to to enter, what business to actually look into. This is amazing. Even me, I've written a note. My page is like one page already, one and a half page. Thank you I've so much. Absolutely. 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 I agree. Ah, okay. So, and I think this is this is um, coming to a deeper level for me. It's speaking to me on a deeper level because if we have businesses that can be disrupted, if business ideas can be disrupted. If organizations can, you know, find uncontested niche, then I think individuals can also adopt the power uh, or the concept or the strategies of disruptive innovation, disruption and innovation to reinvent themselves. And this speaks to, you know, maybe career, personal development, just about any area of life. I don't know if we can also look at this area, you know, what you think people can begin to do because, yes, 
maybe there are other areas of lives that people have not explored maybe there are capacities or capabilities that people don't even know they have in them so how then can we you know begin to look at these niches in our lives i don't know if you understand mm. what i'm yes mm. Mm. okay so here's the thing culture mm. like, like you say in management and in IBGs, I get, mm. I, uh, I've been over 10 certifications i have a pmp i have two mbas mm. and but I, I so I, i'm a strategy guy right mm-hmm. but i also learned something in my journey over 10 years of strategy that there's something that eats strategy up mm. and that thing is culture culture role is strategy mm. now the nigerian culture makes it hard for individuals to disrupt because the Nigerian culture is actually complex mm. we take pride in sophistication true Right, so when we tie our guineas, number of rappers we wear, you know, we like to wear three-piece suits, you know, sure. we like to big fancy cars, mm. you know, cars that are made for maybe rough terrains and deserts is what we use as luxury cars, you mm. know. But now, now, how does it affect things? Mm. Are you to be able to be disruptive? Remember, the keyword, you have to be simple. Yes. And the Nigerian culture is not simple. It's not simple. individual is not. I mean, nobody... Mm. Most people don't pray the Lord's prayer and think that it's self-sufficient. So they rather rule on the floor, speak in tongues, shout, bring down. Hmm. You know, so so, <laughs> so if you want to apply disruptive innovation in your personal life, you have to be in a state of mind, hmm. a state of mind of minimalism. Hmm. You have to be a minimalist, really, a minimalist. And I'm learning this myself. Hmm. I'm learning to let the little things count, hmm. right? I'm learning to just enjoy brisk work, and hmm. I think it's become easier in the last three, four years just because of the quality and the nature of the wife I married. Mm. My wife is a very simple person, but I mean, wow. my house is two streets away from, from mm. my office. So I, I literally don't have to drive to work just mm. to live a simple life. Wow. I literally wear shorts to work, you know, and I'm, you know, just, mm-hmm. but mm. what I realize is all the things you think you cannot live without, mm. right? Our life is actually better without, without them, right? True. So, um, matter of fact, I'm trying to create a culture of wearing only white t-shirts. When I'm not wearing complex. Mm, just so right. that at least you reduce the amount of time spent spent on complex. deciding. You don't, mm. don't have to complicate stuff. Most people that know me know I like to fold my sleeves. Yes, I know, know that. I <laughs> just wear white, white, white um, um, cup, cup shirts. Mm. So you don't complicate things, mm. right? So how you can apply this in your life is be a minimalist. Mm. Right? Be a minimalist. I am proud to be you one. Right, be a minimalist, right? And if you mm. need to not wear makeup, mm. you know, not wear wristwatch, mm. you know, it's whatever you haven't used in the last three months, mm. you can do it day, right? Your wardrobe, of course, it's 20 people. Mm. 80% of the clothes in your wardrobe, you only wear 20%, 20% of, the time, of the time. Right, so that you do it. So you can the your mind, rule. So you can see things. Now, mm. what that does is, so for me personally, I'm very pissed at any operations or process that... I can't deliver in one or two steps. So I, when I walk into a bank, I look at the number of funds I have to fill to transfer hmm. funds, my own funds to another fund, and I say, okay, how can I reduce it? Because it's in making it simple, hmm. right? Okay, it's in making it simple that disruptive innovation is really created from. True. Right? So um, I'll give you a particular example, right? Hmm. How you dress, hmm. you can always be simpler. Hmm. You mustn't always be a designer. I've learned to rock, in fact, I rock fans. Hmm. I, 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 I was in Dubai a few months ago. I made sure that even when I went shopping, even though I to lunch that I could afford a lot of things, hmm. I, I tried to stay on buying things that have designer brands on them. Hmm. I just want to look at them in the clearest <laughs> and the best way. I didn't look good. I did hmm. I did actually comfortable to wear. True. Right. Hmm. Right. So if you don't need it, don't need to buy it, right? True. Now let me bring you home to Boy Girl. Hmm. This is something a lot of people are interested in, right? Hmm. Boy Girl is it's actually very pleasant, hmm. right, to come into a relationship without drama. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. Right? You think existed like the mm. Shia example. You never thought that Shia in the morning existed. Exactly. So the money, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So the whole origin and origin origin um the, the origin Guinness, the can origin. Mm. Right? And first men of ice. People didn't think that there were beer drinkers for non beer drinkers. Maybe that beer that non beer drinkers drink. True. I mean, I would assume that you're going to probably take a, a, a Heineken or a Stout, mm-hmm. but you probably find yourself taking smell of mm-hmm. some type because mm-hmm. you just think it's not beer, but it's beer. So mm-hmm. you create a new market that, that didn't exist, mm-hmm. right? Because you are not the beer drinker market, mm-hmm. right? So let me give a first example on a boy that had this relate. Mm-hmm. A lot of women really want to settle down. In Nigeria, grandma, they're under pressure to get married. Mm-hmm. But they keep looking for a husband in the same place where every other girl is looking for a husband. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, there are places where you can find husbands that people don't look at. <laughs> hmm. So, where would the girls that are looking for husbands go to? And, and let me not be similar South Texas. We do that way around. So, guys are looking yes, for wives. Yes. Are looking for wives in the same places. Mm-hmm. The first place you'll be thinking of is going to church. Church, absolutely. Right? Where, you know, <laughs> the good girls, the good guys. Where we all have, like, we have the Holy Ghost <laughs> in the morning, in the morning, morning and the evening, we have Casper the Ghost. You know? <laughs> but, but, but that's the thing. You can look at a different market that doesn't mm. exist. Okay. Right. Where you can have, actually, if you have a checklist of the ultimate intelligent man, mm. the man who's successful, the man who's doing well, mm-hmm. with the other way around, so the guy who's mm. also looking for a girl who's successful, mm-hmm. you can ask that to the one, can I not look at directly where I should be looking at? Hmm. Right. Mm. I, I'll give you a bad example. When, 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 I met, when I met my wife, right, mm-hmm. one thing that struck me was I would, I've met her, but I was I just met her, right? Yeah. But I would see my wife in on the roadside, right? And mm. realize that my wife's quite 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 I mean, she's quite exposed, you know, mm. in any way you want to look at it. What anybody would say was sophisticated. Mm-hmm. Even though it's quite um quite mm. simple. But I would see my wife on the roadside, right? Mm. In this carpenter shop, right? Mm. Hitting nails Wow. Now for me that was interesting for me. Hmm. Because a lady with all of that whole yeah, quite, like, <laughs> multiple languages, multiple languages, hmm. and so I'd assume that oh, you know, like, you know, it's just a little thing that matters. I just really thought it was really cute hmm. seeing her in this workshop that had all these old men, right? And she was learning how to do carpentry. Wow! But the thing about that, she never really needs that skill. She actually can, after this month of putting can outsource. Hmm. For me, I was looking at this. The, the strangest places because hmm. in my head and my, my view was a, a lady who's very pretty very looks good you know mm-hmm. quite exposed who takes out time to sit down you know in, 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 in a carpenter's shop roadside mm. roadside shop not right? even a sophisticated one <laughs> yes yes means that she's real means mm. that she doesn't care what people think or mm-hmm. what people say means that she's truly herself mm. and takes pride in whatever she's interested in Absolutely. and happiness is supported to her right so for you, it can be something else. You can look at another place. Hmm. Another one thing I didn't realize is you might need to change church. Hmm. Just to be able to. Hmm. 
there's always going to be that there's for for like I have my friend from a guy's perspective. Hmm. Like I mean women have their equivalent of this perspective too. Like easy to notice a girl that just moved into our neighborhood. True, the new girl in the block. (laughs) Yeah, the the new girl in the block. Yeah, (laughs) the new kid in the block kind of thing. That's disruptive innovation. Mm. You're creating a new market. Mm. In fact, I I had a discussion with a cousin of mine. I said, look, okay, so you're what? In your 30s, you really want to settle down. You're almost hitting depression. Mm. Don't put pressure on yourself. You Mm. have one yourself. But in case you need to put a little bit of pressure, Mm. have you thought about moving to a new city? Mm Mm-hmm. Changing. You know, she moved to a new city and guess what? She got engaged. Wow. wow. And it's just how this thing works. So maybe <laughs> I might minister to somebody. Here. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, maybe a new church, a new, new restaurant. Exactly. Know, new church. New you know, environment. You have to create a new. Remember, mm. it's creative destruction. You have to destroy mm. the old mm. to create the new. Right? So, mm. a lot of case studies for it. I mean, mm. in that Nebraska example, sometimes it's also cheap. Right, mm-hmm. cheap alternative, like I was saying. Mm-hmm. So, I give a good example. Right, mm. you are passionate about kids, but you read biology, typical Nigerian story. Mm-hmm. Right, but you read engineering and you like kids. Mm-hmm. You really want to own a kid, you're in Montessori, a kindergarten in Montessori, mm-hmm. you can't afford it. But you have a whole house to yourself, maybe two bedroom apartments. Mm-hmm. You're staying with your sister, but your sister is away, mm-hmm. right, and you're looking for a job because in the house. Hmm. You say you can't go to the neighborhood and tell people, oh, you know what, you can drop off your kids hmm. with you, right? Just to be start free. Hmm. Wow. How many parents would be willing to, to pay drop their kids? Hmm. Guess what? You started your journey on Montessori. Hmm. Right? Hmm. And, and, and that's really what it is. And, and spending so, less to do so. Yes. And how does this relate to short innovation? You're going to an uncontested market and you're taking the market of the people who mm. were more expensive. Every woman knows where she can put her child, she can pay more in the school, the child. But you're cheaper. Mm. So your child works, your child is in Great Spring, <laughs> right? Imagine if Great Spring is maybe say 400k a month, mm. and then to keep your kids three hours, eight extra is 300k. And then you're offering that person 50k a month. Yeah. And you're going to provide and, for And give value. Like I'm sure every parent will say, especially when you have the personality that seems like they can trust you and you speak mm. well and you have you radiate trust mm. and confidence mm. and value. Mm. That's disruptive innovation. Mm. Right? Mm. You're a tailor, can you get the can you try to go for the, the market of the of the bigger brands mm. or give them a super price? Mm. And I think I know mm. one of the brands that did something like that. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's, it's an interesting journey. Disruptive innovation, it can be demystified, and I hope that I've been able to do that. Oh um, my, and you've, you've done it, and you outdid it. I mean, <laughs> this is deep. This is amazing. Whoa, I have two pages already written down. Thank you so much. And I'm sure a lot of people are also taking notes. Um, somebody has gotten ideas on how to, you know, start a business, on how to, you know, disrupt a business, an existing one, on even how to find a wife. And I, I'm telling you right now, <laughs> I, I can assure you right now. Thank you so much. Um, I mean, I would not even want to end um, a podcast like this. What I usually want to do is maybe now break it into two, but I respect your time. And this is already amazing. Thank you so much. Um, I really cannot pay you for this because I know these are content for masterclasses. I know it's because I've been part of your masterclasses. And then, um, you know, just to wrap up this episode, I don't know if you have one or two other words that you would like to share maybe with uh, the listeners on how to probably reach you for consultancies or any other thing. 
just so. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I really appreciate. And thank you so much, guys, for tuning into this episode. And I hope that you've learned more than enough. If you have questions, you have inquiries, or you'd like to reach out to my guest, Mr. Izu, you can always, of course, send your queries or questions to me. And, of course, see you next week, same time and same episode. Thank you so much once again, Mr. Izu, for being a part of the show. And I hope that the next time we call, you know, you can also create time for us to be a part of this. Thank you. All right. Sure. <laughs> All right. Sir, thank you. Great, 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 great day. All right.